you give me love, oh. Now you the cut to my shot. For your sake, I go go touch you. Yeah. We go drive around if I my Porsche. Baby, Pana. They say he like you all. I, I cut you all. Baby, Pana. Anywhere that you go, I could follow you to go. Baby, Pana. They say he like cassava. I get to pick cassava. Baby, Pana. My love for you. You never die, you never die uh. Iba, Iba, oh baby, Iba, Iba Baby, you too sweet, Iba, Iba oh, Baby, dance it to the Guaja Make a take you to the Guaja Iba, Iba, oh baby, Iba, Iba Baby, you too sweet, Iba, Iba oh, Baby, dance it to the Guaja Make a take you to the love is a beautiful thing Can you the cool my temper? Love is a wonderful tender feeling Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. Welcome to Zanda Block Talk Radio. April 11th, 2020, whoever thought would find ourselves at this stage uh, uh, during the year and time is flying. We want to say good morning to everybody. Good morning, good morning, good evening in the Western Pacific, Japan, Australia, and those parts of the world. Good afternoon, Europe. Good afternoon, Zambia, most of Africa. And good morning, America, like we say here. Welcome to our special Easter weekend show. And we do appreciate you joining us. From wherever you are calling in from and those that are listening in line, we thank you for joining us. We have a special show today. Good morning, Sunshine State. How are things down there? Florida. Okay. They are probably still trying to wake up. Hi, Bella. Morning, Vanessa. How are you? How is Atlanta today? Ah, it's okay. It's okay. Uh huh. All right. It's Easter weekend, and uh, hello, Doctor Kasonso. Hello, brothers. How are you doing? Uh, we are fine here in the district. Uh, the sun is rising, rising again. Uh, people are in homes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I was telling a friend, I was talking to a friend in South Africa, and I said to him, well, I know most of African countries, the Friday, Good Friday is a holiday, and Monday, which they call Easter Monday, is a holiday too. So I mentioned to him that it won't make any difference since we've been in hol- on holiday anyway, virtually, the past two, three weeks. Most of the yes. world has been on holiday. <laughs> Most of the world has been on holiday, so it, it's, uh, it, it's something else we are in this uh, Okay, everybody, thanks for joining us, and uh, welcome to the show. I am your host, uh, Nathan Nkama, from the great state and city in Dallas, Texas. Today we are discussing and we're talking about African diaspora issues. This is going to be interesting because even in this situation, one of the things we'll discuss with my good old friend here uh, is issues how this pandemic has affected the diaspora community. So today, joining us uh, from uh, Vegas, as it is 
commonly or popularly referred to is the president of the African diaspora of Las Vegas, Mr. Jimmy Katuka. Jimmy, long time, my brother. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. It is, uh, it is amazing that we are able to still hear each other's voices this late. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. For yeah. that. I really appreciate it. Excellent. You, you, you are welcome. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this discussion and to hear uh, what things are, are going on in, uh, in the Vegas community there. Uh, African Diaspora in Las Vegas, Jimmy, is the name of the organization which you are leading as president. Uh, what prompted the formation of this organization? Well, um, it, it, it's a really interesting story, Nathan. Mm-hmm. We, uh, a, a number of us, from different countries got together and we said we needed to plan some uh, some event. Yes. Yes. So the Africa Day celebration, which was in May last year, uh, long story short, uh, there was about maybe six or seven of us that got together to put that event together. And it was such a huge success that uh, we saw the desire of, of Africans wanting to unite. So we just... Mm where we started and here we are today mm, excellent so it started from you guys putting together what you called what Africa Day celebration yeah and I mean Jimmy you and I will agree even from different cultures and you've seen it even within our communities and mobilizing people from different if we can say backgrounds and nationalities for that matter Cultures, value system is not an easy task. Uh, how was this done? In, in what approach did you take? Um, so when you were mobilizing the Africa Day event, what approach did you take to get everybody together and then come up with the idea of forming uh, Africa Diaspora in Las Vegas? Well, it was, it was really simple. Um, I mean, one would imagine that uh, putting together a collective of such uh, different cultures mm. might be a problem, but we found that we are so much alike, and we realize uh, we have so much in common. Mm. And that once we put that event together, we started having events, uh, network mixers, monthly network mixers from there, and at which we invited a lot of people from the community. And as people came in, every time we we started with a, a low number, and as we grew, everybody just started bringing somebody. And next thing you know, we said, maybe it's time we formalize this relationship and turn this into an organization that can actually do something for our community. That's how we got to this point. Okay, excellent. That, that, that's very excellent. Uh, before I ask you, we're uh, 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 looking at your website, everybody listening, the website is africandiasporalv.com africandiasporalv.com Before I ask you about the African uh, mixer, what do you think was the unifying factor that everyone you approached felt that they identified with this organization was? What was that unifying factor? Essentially, it was the simple fact that uh, as Africans, As Africans living in the diaspora, we all have uh, some type of a need to do something in our respective countries. 
Uh-huh. So it was really organic the way everything came together. I, being from Zambia, obviously have uh, people in Zambia that need uh, certain resources from the United States. And then we found that almost everybody in our group had a, a specific need for their country. So the idea, the whole goal for the African diaspora of Las Vegas is simple, Nathan. We want to be able to speak with one voice. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, so we are potentially looking to be the voice of the Africans in Las Vegas so that our voice can be louder and clearer because we are one voice as opposed to us speaking individually as uh, uh, associations in the, in, in the diaspora where our voice is not really heard because we're splintered. Mm. Mm. The, 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 each community, obviously, uh, Nigerian, Kenyan, Zambian, they all have our their their associations existing in Las Vegas, right? Right. Okay. So how have you the concept of the point of collaboration here comes into play? So how has that worked out? With uh, didn't some people feel like this might be uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, this might be some duplication of. Uh, activities or, or, or objectives and stuff like that? Well, not, that uh, no, not at all, Nathan. Actually, uh, they have been very supportive. Every organization, every association that we have reached out to has been very supportive because there are certain areas that they cannot um, connect with. There are certain mm. You have in Las Vegas, we have a very large population of the Ethiopians. Wow. And, yes. And when you think that uh, we, at the end of the day, are all Africans, um, we, we're distant cousins, we're family. And mm-hmm. brought that to the table to say, look, we're not trying to compete. We're trying to mobilize so that we can have more ideas, we can have more. More, more suggestions brought to the table. Yes. You, you have to understand, those of us that have been fortunate enough to live in the diaspora are the best Africa has to offer. So uh, our organization consists of doctors, uh, we are judges, we are lawyers, mm. we are professors, we are entertainment experts, we are businessmen, and every single one of us brings something unique to the table. That's, and that's right. Focus on. And that's how we always started uniting, and everybody's on board, thankfully. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's very good. Uh, you are listening to Zander Block Talk Radio on this Easter weekend. We are talking to Mr. Jimmy Caputa, the president of the African diaspora of Las Vegas. Jimmy, break down for us, elaborate, break down for us the objectives of uh, this organization. Okay, so basically the best approach that we have felt is working is that uh, we have demarcated ourselves into several committees. Mm-hmm. Uh, each committee comes with uh, a directive which is really, really specific. Uh, we have, for instance, uh, a, business, a business development committee, and their focus is to make sure that in each of the 27 countries that are represented in the African diaspora of Las Vegas, we are reaching out to people on the ground there to find out United States support, either be it 
financing or equipment. And uh, the objective is for us to someday be able to mobilize enough people to where we can start now moving into Africa, eliminate the borders so we can all be one. Mm-hmm. And to be able to participate on the world stage as far as economics are concerned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. And the other committees, if you don't mind mentioning them, how many are there? Uh, so far, I believe we have seven committees. Uh, we have the um, youth, uh, youth Support Committee, which focuses on bringing the youth to the table so that we can tap into their young, fresh minds and gain some insight of where they see Africa going as a future. Uh, we have um, our community outreach committee, mm-hmm. which for that um, the people in our community that are lacking in certain areas uh, are being helped, assisted. Um, so there, there are a number of committees, and if you go to our website, some of those committees are listed on there. Mm. Uh, so I encourage people that want to be involved to just uh, follow us on website on the uh, I mean uh, on Facebook at the uh, Africa Diaspora of Las Vegas. Mm, excellent. You mentioned one um, uh, what do you call it? Um, you mentioned one one event that you held and everybody just felt like uh, you called it a mixer. What 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 was that again? Just to refresh my memory. The, the, the event that brought us together mm-hmm. was Africa Day Celebration. Okay. You know, Africa Day, Africa Day Celebration is celebrated in May. It uh, stems from the formation of the, uh, you, the OAU, which is now the African Union. So that is one event where everybody comes together to celebrate just Africa's growth and culture and tradition, so we took it upon ourselves last year. Mm. Just we, we, we found this beautiful park somewhere in, 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 in Henderson, Nevada, where we invited some people. And we, it took us, believe it or not, Nathan, it took us three weeks to plan this event. Okay. Expecting about maybe 200 people. We ended up with over 500 people. Wow. Yeah. And that was the launch right there that said to us, uh, as leaders to say there's definitely a need for this type of uh, organization. Mm. Explain to, I'm looking at your website right now. Interesting Africa Day Leadership Summit. And then you have a, this is the one I'm interested in, the, the networking mixer. Uh, what basically constitutes, what goes on at a mixer? Okay, great question. So the mixers, the, these networking mixers we have every month. Okay. Yes. Uh, from Africa Day, May, which was last year, we've have, we have been consistently having these network mixes, which happen um, sometime at the end of, of the month. We pick like the last week of the month, and we pick African and African American owned businesses, mm-hmm. uh, restaurants. Uh, cafes, coffee shops, and we go there and we invite our, our, our community, and we generally have about 50 to 100 people. Wow. Yes. And it, it, it's, I'm telling you, Nathan, it's like when we were growing up, 
where you're just sitting at the table with your cousin having conversations. That's how these mixers go. They are so organic and so so natural that it, it's amazing. And every time we hold one event, we meet new people. We meet uh, people that are just new to the area looking for uh, a social uh, organization to tap into. And we welcome mm. everybody, and that's how we've grown. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, Jimmy, one of the stigmas, if I may use that word, I know it's strong. Most African organizations or groupings are known for merely putting together social events. So if you want drinking parties or how are you balancing your activities and eliminating that stigma? Well, first of all, you, you, you have to understand that as Africans, we are social people. Yeah. So, it is okay. It is okay to have um, gatherings where entertainment is the driving force. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, there has to be an end goal. And uh, in, in our case, what separates us from a lot of these other organizations is that we use, of course, the platform of networking mixes and gatherings to mobilize. But ultimately, we have a goal. And our goal right now, like we had... Uh, our leadership meeting where we invited uh, presidents of different associations in Las Vegas to come to one place. And yeah. it was really, really exciting. If it wasn't for this pandemic, uh, we would have gotten a lot further, but because of the whole social distancing, everything has been put on hold. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we are, we are definitely uh, make, making progress. We're definitely making progress. Excellent. And I'm very excited that um, the, the leaders, when everybody came together, we went around the room to ask, what is it that uh, our communities are telling us? What, what do they want to see come out of these uh, organizations? And the one thing that kept coming up was that we would like to have a community center. Uh-huh. Yes. And like, 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 like dude one? Either uh, find one that's already standing and uh, take take over and do whatever modifications we need to make it to cater to what we're trying to do, or build one from the ground because we okay. are a one c three, so we have resources that can help us do that. Mm. Okay, that's excellent, Jimmy. That's excellent. That's excellent. Okay. So my, my colleagues would like to uh, ask some questions here uh, going ahead with uh, 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 our discussion, All right? Go, go, uh, Matilda, Florida, go ahead. Thank you so much, Nathan. Good morning, uh, Jimmy. Thanks for coming on the program today. Um, I'm very impressed with what you're doing uh, with the African community in Las Vegas, Nevada. At the beginning of the show, uh, Nathan mentioned a little bit about the community response, or you mentioned um, or responded to his question about the community response to COVID. Could you shed more light, like how are the Africans, um, what are the African communities doing in response to COVID in our African countries? Just shed more light on that. Thank you. Thank you, Matilda, for that question. And uh, you you, you couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, this, this dreadful disease has really disrupted a lot of our lives, not only here in Las Vegas, but all over the world. 
Um, I have uh, some personal stories to share. Um, it's, it's bittersweet because we have one of our board members who's a friend of ours that got infected with this uh, virus, and he was fortunate enough to beat it and recover from it. So we're very grateful for that. Um, and then there's a sad story where a person, a friend of mine who matured, I believe you know, a friend of ours in, in Los Angeles, dear, dear friend, um, mm. to, to overcome. He, he succumbed to the complications of this disease, and he, he passed away last week. Um, so the only thing we can do uh, is encourage people to, to, to stay informed. Uh, I, I strongly, strongly suggest to people that do not panic. Mm-hmm. When you panic, then you start uh, developing anxiety, which might come with its own issues that we don't even want to deal with. Um, it's best to stay informed and realize that uh, as bad as this disease is, it's not a death sentence. Uh, most people that are getting infected by it uh, are recovering. And some people that are uh, getting infected are experiencing minor or mild symptoms. But what we're doing for our community to answer your question, Matilda, is we have really, really ramped up our, our efforts. We make uh, welfare calls to make sure that everybody uh, is, is, is safe and everybody has everything they need as far as supplies go. Uh, we are going door-to-door, dropping off supplies to those that are lacking. And we, we are open. We are open to suggestions. Um, this, is, this is a village issue, and we strongly mm. to anybody that has any ideas how they feel we can help to come to the table so we can go out and save our community. The last thing we want is to have our people um, uh, homeless um, mm. or with food when there's so many of us with so many resources that can help. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Your question, uh, Matilda. Yeah, thank thank you so much for responding. Yes, it's true. Um, this is affecting everyone at home and abroad, and so many needs. But um, thank you for taking time to respond that to, to my question. My pleasure. Yeah, Jimmy. Just to uh, for those my colleagues, our colleagues, the team who have called in, uh, I've tried to open as many mics as I can here. If you have a question for Mr. Kaputa, just uh, please go ahead and ask your question. Uh, yeah, I have a question. Okay. Uh, uh, good morning, Mr. Jim. You have a question, uh, Dr. Katonso. Let, let me ask yeah. you this before you... Oh, okay, you go ahead. It, will be, it might be the same. Go ahead, Dr. Katonso. Yes, Mr. Katonso. Uh, good, good morning. I don't know if it's morning there in Vegas, but I think it's morning. Good morning, and thank yeah. you for coming good to the show. <clears throat> Uh, I think that your organization is a brilliant idea, and uh, I'm impressed particularly with the the growth uh, being organic. It means that there was a ripe need in the community that, you know, like-minded people just harvested and put it together. I, I was uh, uh, intrigued by your first opening on the committees that has to do with um, uh, business development. I know that in our community of African people in, in, in the diaspora, we have people with small businesses. 
and uh, mm-hmm. small businesses are at the core of economic survival, not only for these United States, but also, I believe, for our communities. Of course, we Africans, when we come here, we like to go and get a job. But 90% of the employers in this country are small businesses. So my, my um, question has to do with uh, um, the, the kind of support that is available to the small businesses within the African diaspora community from your organization are you helping these uh, during particularly during this covid-19 period are you helping uh, what what are you doing to help them access their 350 billion dollars uh, that has been designated to finance these organizations and also i wanted to know other programs that relate to people who just work, you know, uh, is the organization also uh, doing something to support? Uh, what 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 programs is the organization doing to support the the people who are out of work as a result of the the the, the COVID nineteen? So it's twofold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's twofold. Um, the SBA program, the Small Business Administration program. Uh, and how have those been incorporated into your platform? And uh, are, are, are the African small businesses in the Las Vegas area receiving this uh, um, injection of almost what I would term as free money from the federal government uh, and, and things like that? And then those who have lost okay. work, what are you doing to promote their causes? Thank you. Um, that's a very good question. Uh, that requires a lot of participation from all of us. Um, I am a small business owner myself, so I am a victim just like uh, most of our brothers and sisters out there are. Uh, We are having this because one of the things that we do with our mixers is to invite uh, professionals in various areas to come and speak to our community. So because we are not able to meet physically, what we will be doing this uh, month on the 24th is mm-hmm. having a virtual mixer. Okay, um, And at that virtual mixer, we are inviting uh, experts from the uh, Small Business Administration uh, everywhere where we feel that the, the, the support will come from. Um, I uh, personally have had uh, some associates of mine, some in Washington, D.C., some in uh, Los Angeles, that have tapped into these resources that are allocated by the government. Uh, There are certain criteria, uh, criteria obviously, that needs to be followed. Mm. Putting together uh, a task force, so to speak, that will make sure that um, everything, uh, as far as applications, are done right, and anybody that needs help filling out these applications will have access to this uh, to this task force. Mm. Jimmy, that's, that's uh, uh, before we go to Atlanta, Bela has a question here. Uh, you know what, you, 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 you have, in answering that question from Dr. Kasonso, you've mentioned two things here. Uh, a right way of applying virtual mixers as a leader. You, you are a leader who is in a very unique position, uh, Jimmy, 
there are community leaders listening to this show who have called in, they are listening online. And uh, I don't want to say they don't have any clue, but I would like to say what sort of advice would you give how they should handle issues within the community because this thing is hit really hard. I mean, I can't even, you and I, when we're talking behind the scenes, I can't even imagine Vegas as, Vegas is an inter, is a what, is a hospitality tourist place and all these, you know, that type of industry virtually, and I can imagine how you've been hit. A leader listening to the show right now, what advice or encouragement would you give them? Well, the, 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 the good thing about being a leader is that for your community to have chosen you to be their leader, mm. you exhibited some type of strength that they saw. And um, I, I try to say that uh, most people misunderstand the word leadership. Leadership is not you being in control of people. Leadership is you being a servant of your people. Mm. And what I would encourage my brothers and sisters out there is to say, let's speak with one voice. Mm. Tap into each other's organizations. Uh, uh, if you are a leader in Atlanta and you need certain resources or certain information, it tap into uh, another group uh, in, in in Florida or in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We are in the age of, of the internet, Nathan, and that's right. Don't have all the answers. I, I couldn't begin say that I have answers to uh, all these questions, but what I do have is a trusted network of, of, of leaders uh, that I can tap into. I said join a board, uh, mm. a board of another organization, because on, on these boards, you have all kinds of brain power that are coming here, and you can tap into that. Mm. Excellent. That's good. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Atlanta. Uh, Bella? Yes, uh, good morning, Mr. Jimmy. And thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing uh, your experiences with us. I had a question of, regarding what you mentioned about uh, building a community center, because it's something that here in Atlanta we have explored and we have discussed it with uh, the Richard community. They have a community center there. So my question was more around rallying support for such a cause. Like, What approach have you used to rally support? Are you just focusing on a few individuals? Or is it a mass approach to to get the support? Uh, thank you, thank you for that question, brother. We 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 have extended an invitation to to everyone to to, to pitch in and tap into uh, this uh, initiative. This community center, when it is complete, and it will be complete, and I see many others coming uh, coming up all around the the, the country. This community center is going to take care of our elderly, which um, you know most of us have elderly mothers that uh, are left lonesome at home, and then uh, the the young mothers who mm-hmm. are unable to go to work because uh, childcare is so expensive, um, they have to make a decision whether to go to work or stay home, uh, and then we have our youth, um, talented. Uh, Full of energy, they need a place where they can go uh, to to get some 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 resources, some some training, uh, whether it be job training or if they're athletes, where they can uh, really expand on on, on the uh, on whatever their talents and gifts are. So 
So we are asking everybody to join in, all organizations. This is not going to be a Zambian community center or a Nigerian community. This is going to be an African community center. And uh, most of us that have been in Las Vegas for a while, we have been fortunate enough to have established really good relationships with some business people here that are willing to help us put this thing together. Mm. Excellent. But that, that's a brilliant idea. I think we should all rally behind this and, uh, and make sure that it's a success story. It will be a success story for the African community. Um, if there's nobody else who has a question, I, I want us to, to continue our oh, discussion. Sure. Yeah, go ahead, uh, the people from the north. Yes, uh, this is uh, Canada. Jimmy, welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. My name is Roger here in Canada. Uh, I missed a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, there is snow here. For no reason, we have snow. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> how long has your organization been in existence again? Uh, thank you, Roger. Uh, we've been in existence less than a year, actually. Or less than uh, a year? I would say about six months. No. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I asked that question, um, so probably maybe you can start considering. We we have our colleagues who are running a, I don't know, Zanus, is it a U.S. or a world over? We have Zanus, we have Oza, we have everything, these little ones, everywhere. I'm sure you know that. And. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, I don't know if we should call it desegregation. I know it is helpful. I don't like uh, central staff. But on the other hand, uh, we, we cannot bring our resources together, Jimmy, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, it is, uh, uh, the, the Atlanta people are doing their own thing. Um, the people here in Ontario are doing their own thing. Uh, it's like we have failed as a, as a group. We have failed as a family, like you said to come together, and we know, we know it. I, I like what you said. I, didn't, I don't think I missed much. You said uh, we have the ideas. If we, if there are people who are going to run Africa, it is the Zambian, uh, the Africans in diaspora. Oh. On the other hand, for us to come together, Jim, that has been a problem. Maybe you have a comment on it. Uh, maybe you have some plans how to at attack it. How do we come together? All 50 states, uh, Canada, Australia, and everyone, Africa needs us. And they don't need us like next year. Jimmy, they need us like yesterday. Well, I, I would tell you this, Roger. Uh, how will we overcome this segregation? By simply doing what you're doing, my brother. Um, we have to call it. We have to call it out. And we have to eliminate the, the competition amongst ourselves. What really keeps us down is that we are so, most of us are so hungry for power that we want to be the ones at the helm. Uh, but for us to really, really uh, excel and really make a difference back home, we have to speak with one voice. Uh, we, it, it is, I, I don't like to admit it to say 
uh, it's difficult for us to get along. I think it's just a way we just need to find a chemistry, like what we did here in Las Vegas. Uh, who would have thought that 27 countries would come together? And when, when you see us, when we have these mixes, it is so refreshing. Um, we may speak different languages, but we are, most of us are brought up the same way. So we just need to continue these types of discussions, and thanks to people like our brother Nathan uh, for providing a platform where we're able to, to discuss these things and just understand that we are not in competition with each other. Uh, we have a common goal, and our common goal is that we want to see Africa be respected. Uh, we want to see Africa be represented on the world stage as an equal partner, not some uh, third world uh, third world continent. Mm. It is up to us, right? people like you and me, that have come and learned the way the Western world operates. And then you have to understand, Africa, I left Africa almost 30 years ago, and a lot of things have changed. Mm -hmm. The developments that have, that have happened there um, are a result of the people in Africa being really, really uh, forward-thinking. Uh, so we need to tap into what it is that they're doing because they're thriving in Africa. And we need to somehow tap into whatever it is they're doing and then we exhibit what it is that we're doing here collectively. And it's going to take some time, uh, but we will, I'm confident, we will get it done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Nathan, if you don't mind, do you mind if I just... Um uh, piggyback on what Jimmy has said, and I hope I'm not diluting the powerful words that um, Mr. Jimmy has spoken. Uh, but, Roger, your observation is a good one. However, the response is very complex. Uh, I wouldn't uh, say that we have failed. I think we are making strides as um, Africans to come together, even as Zambians. Uh, sometimes it comes to uh, dy group dynamics. Sometimes it comes to the community needs. That's why we can't always do things together. But at the same time, when we work in smaller groups and then strive to work to a bigger group, <coughs> we're able to, uh, to, to do something together as one. I'm speaking on behalf of the African Leaders Council that we have here in Florida. I represent the southern region for, for the African Leaders Council. So just to get... Uh, all of us together. We have four north-south-east routes for the African Council. Just to get everybody there together, it, it comes out well. We started off very well the way Mr. Jimmy's uh, organization started. But as time goes on, the communities inside will say, well, our country has this need, our country has this need. What we have done not to um, exhaust ourselves or lose the momentum or the energy, we'll say, well, the associations in those can continue to meet the needs of their community or their country at large, but then there are other things that you can do together as one, as, as, as Africans, and say, this is what we need to do. And with that, we've been able to strive. Uh, you mentioned some Zander wow. organizations like Zanus and Oza, Soza and other things that are out there. Um, they also have different objectives. But the, we have seen a time such as this one with the coronavirus affecting where these, some of these organizations have come together and say it's not about your organization, my organization, or this other organization. It's about us Zambians coming together to do something in response to what can we do for our Zambians back home. 
even with that, we're saying, what about the Zambians here in the diaspora? So we're not failing, but we're just trying to see how we can work together. Small groups, large okay. groups. That's, uh, yeah, I know. That's, oh, uh, yeah, that yeah, I wanted just to chip in a little bit. <clears throat> this is Noah, Indianapolis. Yeah, so welcome, Jimmy, to our program. Yeah, so I just wanted just to highlight maybe two or three points that have been shared because uh, I'm part of the, um, in, in the... On the south side of Indianapolis, there is a huge community of Burmese community, I mean, Burmese people from Burma. Yeah, so they recently, I think as of two, three years ago, they built a huge community center and uh-huh. I was actually talking to these people how they did that. So they their approach, of course, is the Bema or Nieman. Uh, they received a little bit of support from the government, because most of them, they are coming in as refugees. So their approach was, of course, centered on just themselves as the Burmese people, people from Burma. So uh-huh. I've been sort of talking to them in the background. And point number two is, uh, here in Indiana, Indiana, we had the African Center where we, of course, the network of different countries. I think the challenge to that was that it was sort of, I think in my humble opinion, hijacked by the West African people. Because I think some of them were a little bit more active or engaged than other countries. So it sort of got skewed to, I mean, those countries, Nigeria and others. And the other countries felt like ah they were not very represented in the in the group, so it sort of started cracking up a little bit. And the other thing is, I've been working with the colleagues from the Southern African countries, so we have put up a, a group under the sort of the banner, but um, the this. Uh, African ambassador leader, I think there was a, an initiative, this lady, that she, uh, the outgoing ambassador. She, that she was, um, ambassador Chiwombori. Yeah, I always have a hard time with her name. Yeah, so Ambassador Chiwombori had a little initiative in, to encourage people in these other parts to sort of emulate uh, the African Union of some sort. So we've been uh-huh. working on the background on that same front. But I just wanted to emphasize, I think I like the, the approach that you guys, you have 20, 27, con- um, 27 countries out there. But I think from our end here on, uh, in the Midwest, the challenge has been, of course, when you bring too many cooks and other countries felt they were not very representative. So I don't know how that was overcome. So um, considering maybe uh, for the... Uh, community center, I think, taking the approach that the Burmese community uh, took, because mm. they looked at themselves and built okay. a very huge, I mean, center. So I, I don't know how, if at the onset of this, you had those challenges where other countries felt they were more equal than others. Thank you. <laughs> before, Jimmy, before you, you respond to that, let me add on this question to say one of the things I've seen on your website. Uh, for to Noah's question and everything related to this diversity of 
also, but everybody, uh, the, the website is the African Diaspora LV dot org. Sorry, I said dot com. It's dot org. Is to celebrate culture, okay? To celebrate the cultures, Jimmy. That's one of the things. So to Noah's question, how does the organization comprising 27 countries plus uh, celebrate the cultures represented without others feeling? they are not important or significant to this group? <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good question, uh, uh, and it has a very simple answer, really. Mm. How do we all celebrate together? Africa Day. Um, Africa Day is the one day that we all share mm -hmm. celebration for all of us. Uh, the other thing that we do is we make sure that we support each other. Yes. Is having, um, Zambia is having an independence uh, day celebration, then we encourage everybody to attend and support. So whether it's Zambia, Kenya, Nigeria, who's having a part, uh, an independence day uh, celebration, we all make sure that we, 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 we patronize, we support. If we have to uh, uh, buy VIP tables to help support, we do whatever it takes. Okay. So that's how we celebrate our culture. And we also using our platform uh, on Facebook and, and WhatsApp, we make sure that if there's an event that is going on in our city, we promote it. Uh, we, we promote it and make sure that they get the maximum exposure. Oh, oh. Interesting. Uh, apart from, of course, it's obvious from the way uh, you are talking, Jimmy, that uh, uh, some of the major collaborating partners for your organization are the national associations represented in your group. What are the other uh, collaborating partners that your, uh, your group has? And I know Roger asked how long this organization has been in existence. It's been in ex for less than a year. What projects are you working on or are you embarking on? Um, I would like, if I may, to respond real quickly, and I'll come back to your question to my brother's question of yes. we make sure that when we have this center that is not monopolized by uh, one specific group. Mm. How did we do that? By making sure we have a board of 14 members, and we have a, a board member from each country. That's how you control that, because everything that we do has to go through a vote. We really, really focus on democracy. The, we, we do tend to disagree like most uh, families and most businesses do. But we, we, we exercise the right to vote, and we make sure that whatever decisions we make are ones that are agreed by everybody. Okay? I hope that answers that question. Um, and then coming back to your uh, question, Nathan, there are some conversations that we are having, keeping in mind that we are still in our infancy stage. Um, mm. There are several uh, sources of uh, financing that we that have been brought to our attention but we have specifically picked three one is uh, we're working with a firm in Washington DC I am not going to say their name because we're still in the stages of uh, making sure that all the proper documentation are signed before we can reveal their name yes and this uh, particular firm He's the one with the access to the funds that have been allocated by the U.S. to aid in Africa, whether it's business or whatever it is. 
And then we have private funds that are also we have tapped into with our partners. There's a law firm in Los Angeles that we work with. So those are things that are in play. And unfortunately, because of this whole uh, COVID-19, COVID everything mm. has to be somewhat of a, of, of, of a halt. Um, as far as projects go, we were fortunate enough uh, late last year to meet with the ambassador of Rwanda. Uh, we took uh, some of our investors there, and they gave us a list of projects in Rwanda that we are uh, looking at right now. Uh, we also have um, a project in South Africa in the communication uh, sector. We have a project in Zambia on the agricultural side. And we have a project in DRC where we're trying to help uh, build some roads. Okay. So, again, these are some of the things that we're doing. And I, 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 I have to repeat this again, my friend. I, I urge everybody out there that is listening to remember that this is something that it, it's going to take all of us to, 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 to bring to fruition. If there are any ideas, if you know anybody out there in Africa that has um, uh, land that they're looking to reach out and let's put these things on the table so that we can get them the financial assistance they need. Mm. 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 Excellent, excellent, Jimmy. Yeah, that, that's a very interesting because when you mention, it's amazing. You mentioned Rwanda, you mentioned South Africa. Uh, Zambia and, and DRC, um, that's, 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 I mean, an, an amazing outreach out there. So um, how do the members of, what are the dynamics so far? What, what would you say about the dynamics of your membership, the board members? And uh, 27 countries out of 50-something, that's, that's, that's an amazing achievement, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. That, that's, that's an amazing achievement. What's the way forward? Uh, how are you guys? I know you are young. What are you looking at in, in the next few? This thing goes away. COVID goes away. Of course, our lives will not be the same after this. I mean, uh, we're going to be looking at doing things differently. One of the questions, I know it's a loaded question, I wanted to throw at you to say... Uh, the education sector is one area that has been hit really hard. And you and I are living here. You've seen the way this government, as the way the education sector is set up here. I don't know. What do you think we should do for Africa, Jimmy? It's, this is just off the cuff. It's just something running through my mind. Because, you know, we don't have the system that they have here online and stuff like that. I don't, have you guys looked at this from the COVID point of view? As far as uh, education? Yeah, as far as the combating these things in the COVID era and how this has hit the African education system. Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's just something I'm throwing at you. Well, that, 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 that's an interesting question. Um, and I would uh, probably point to Matilda to, to try and respond to that because some of these uh, things have been brought to our attention and oh. have the, the answers yet. And that is why it's important to have this forum so that uh, we, we can brainstorm and, and come to some ideas of how we can resolve these issues. Mm -hmm. 
Before, if Matilda wants to respond to that, I don't know. Before she responds, let me just mention that uh, we have a show on Sunday called Zanus Radio Show. It comes at 2 p.m. Eastern. We encourage everybody to call in and uh, just participate. Interesting things uh, no one is team are doing there. And then after this, on top of the hour, in less than eight minutes here, we'll be going to open forum. It's also about Africa. Today's discussion is about Africa. We encourage everybody to to participate. Uh, Matilda, Jimmy has thrown a challenge to you. You wanted to comment or respond to that? Uh, if you, if uh, Mr. Katuta could just repeat that challenge. I heard part of it, but please, if you don't mind repeating before I accept it. <laughs> well, I, I think what Nathan was asking was that um, what, how do we, how do we uh, help? I'm using help because I can't think of, uh, of a better word. Um, or rather, how do we encourage uh, Africa to be able to function, especially our education system? Uh, because they don't, they may not have the online uh, learning tools that we have here in the West. How do we empower them to overcome diseases like this one and still continue the education process? Right. So um, I do want to say something as quickly as I can. I had attended a meeting where it was for the United Nations, Women United Nations, where one woman said, Whatever is done in the West doesn't mean that's the only way it has to be done. So in the West here, we have things that are available to us and we're able to use those tools. But in our African countries, various countries, even in Zambia, they have been mm -hmm. using these tools possibly differently or other tools that we're not aware of. When we get there, we're surprised. So what may work in the West may not necessarily work in, the, in other countries. However, we can still be able to see, to make the best of both worlds. So a lot of people do rely on WhatsApp, using WhatsApp or other media. We can use that as a learning tool. We can use um, other things. We just have to be able to explore what they have and also promote and encourage some of the means or ways that they are learning to see how we can incorporate um, things that we know. But I know time is running out, so I, I won't say much. But we can talk about this more offline. Okay. That, that, that's an interesting. Uh, but we, we, we have to look at and see what would be the, uh, the workable, what do you call it, workable tools in Africa. Because basically, I wouldn't like to say make this statement on a blanket basis because I do not have the figures or statistics. I wouldn't like to believe that the education system has come to a standstill out there. I'm sure they are, they are doing something. Jimmy, um, Africa diaspora of Las Vegas after COVID. So after COVID, what, uh, and we're hoping that it will pass sooner rather than later, we will continue our vision. Um, we will continue our conversation regarding the center. Uh -huh. And I see us uh, taking on some projects in Africa where we can create sustainable wealth for our uh -huh. uh, entrepreneurs in Africa. Uh, we have enough, I believe, enough uh, resources and relationships to build uh, uh, 
a vehicle that will be able to navigate and make sure that every businessman and woman in Africa, or oh. large, has access to the financial uh, system that the U.S. has to offer. Because we need to realize that Africa has so much wealth as far as uh, natural resources. The problem is we don't have the the, the the equipment or the resources to get to our uh, our natural resources, and we are making sure we're looking forward to making those funds available to everybody that's involved. And um, ideally, in a perfect world, I would like us at some point to, like I said, all the 27 participating countries that we have currently um, take this back home to our oh. respective countries and start these conversations with government officers there and make sure that we need to get to a point where we eliminate <coughs> the board that restricts us from doing business with each other. Oh. We have to be able to trade without with each other without having to uh, cross barriers. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, everybody, that was our show. I, 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 I meant to ask you this, but I think it must have slipped. Is Nevada under a lockdown or shutdown, whichever way it is being? Yes, yes, it is. Um, all, all the casinos are, are shut down. Mm. If you were to drive through the strip today, you would be amazed. It's like you're driving through a ghost town. Wow. All the restaurants, all the non essential businesses are shut down. We've even we're getting to a point to where now the banks are even closing down. You have to go, you have to make an appointment to go into your bank. Wow. Because, you mm. know, Las Vegas being a transient town, we have to be very careful. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have people from all over the world coming to that place. To visualize that, you must have gone to Las Vegas. I mean, uh, we came to Las What year was that when we came? 2010, 11? when Granda Block Talk Radio participated in that event which brought a lot of people together. Uh, you, must have, you, must visit Las, you must have visited Las Vegas before COVID to understand what Jimmy is explaining. Jimmy, my friend, thank you so much. Thank you. All the best, my brother. Let's keep in touch. And uh, our team would like to be part of what you guys are doing. And um, I want to say this uh, yes. Thank you for the opportunity, Nathan. And gentlemen and lady, thank you for participating and helping us uh, get our word out there. It's an honor and a privilege to join you guys. Thank you. Excellent. Let's go call back on, in a few seconds here as we go to open forum. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> 